So I, I have a question for you, actually. Do you remember... Are you like, speaking to the listener? No, you. I can't... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the listeners can consider this question as well, but do you remember, like, you know, 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, it was the heyday of the personal injury lawyer. Yeah. And there were the ads, the ads all the time. The, have you been injured at home or at work? If so, you could receive conversation, and then it was like a, a grainy kind of uh, desaturated video of a guy falling off a ladder. You know? Oh, yeah, because they were meant to look like CCTV or whatever, weren't they? Some Sometimes, yeah. And, like, what whatever happened to them? What happened to all the injury lawyers? They're all, like, barristers and QCs and stuff now. They're they just, like, not really muscly law. Do people not get injured at work anymore? Or are the the laws too watertight now or what you know because i had to do health and safety training uh mm. yesterday but as if i worked in like a warehouse and <laughs> instead of like at a home office isn't, isn't this why we left the eu so that we could be like just completely lawless and you know just pour tarmac over ourselves and be fine <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why I voted for Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Tarmac measured in pints. Well, yeah. I'm fairly sure personal injury lawyers still exist because I occasionally get like, a really hopeful-sounding but very tinny man on the phone uh, confirming that I'd recently been in an accident that wasn't my fault. Oh, yeah. It's just automated now. They don't, they don't do the advert because they ring you direct. That's the difference. I, I miss the ads, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Capitalism's now got so vile that they can intrude on your life rather than just displaying their ways in front of you at every <laughs> given opportunity. Next, you'll be having a nice dream about eating a good soup when a growling man in a cheap suit will literally tear through the fabric of your mind <laughs> to bellow at you to, to sue someone. <laughs> Listener to this episode 189 of the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. Uh, my name is Alice Bell. I have a cold, so I sound a bit throaty. Uh, and apologies if I cough quite a lot at any point. It's a normal cold. I did a test. So, you know, other kinds of sick do exist. I joined to discuss the best game things we want to exist in real life. I may have overthought this one. By <laughs> Leonard P. Health Pack. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm the inventor of the health pack. Oh, that's good. Isn't that just a first aid kit? No, no, it's a health pack. It's very different. I suppose it kind of is, isn't it? And also rejoined by Wolf no. Carlton once again. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Wolf. Welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I couldn't think of a better name. <laughs> Yeah, if this is the first episode you're listening to, my co-hosts pick joke names every week. Uh, and Matthew couldn't think of one last week and used a name generator for a normal 
a normal English man, and I guess just has used it this week as well. It will. It auto fills. Oh. oh, on the oh, thing I we see. used to record the podcast, it auto filled with last week's one. I went, ah, oh, you know what? That still holds up. <laughs> That's got another with... week of laughs in it. Yeah, <laughs> we've not said. had any. There's still juice in the wolf. <laughs> oh God. That's what they we've say. Not, we've not had any... Um, That's what my dad people. used to say. There you go, there's a bit of character building. I don't know. <laughs> Love I had a weird dad. Trauma, why not? Yeah. <laughs> weird dad. Wolf Carlton and his weird dad. <laughs> Did your dad have a weird name? No, don't. Let's leave it to the listeners to imagine yeah. what your dad's name was. <laughs> All right. Thank you for saving me. You know that I can't think fast enough to come up with a comedy name. I last night finished watching the new series of Stranger Things, um, and uh, my partner pretended to. This is whatever. My partner pretended to get stuck in the upside down. And you can be saved by your favorite song. So I, my job was to come up with the joke favorite song, and I just couldn't. I was like, I guess you're dead. I can't. I can't think of an adequately funny song. Guess you're dead. <laughs> That's it, man. I reckon it would be um, <coughs> that weird Christmas song, Christmas Rapping. Oh, uh, that's a good one. While you're running out of there with like a slow motion, it's all exploding around you. <laughs> yeah, slow, slow mo running through the upside down while, while me, towards me the portal where your friends are. Me and my friend gave ourselves just like fits of uncontrollable laughter by uh, taking a clip of, you know, the film Gravity, yeah. um, the incredibly stressful scene where the International Space Station is being shredded by micrometeorites and there's all like, you know, stuff flying everywhere and, and all of that. We, we took that clip and replaced the music <laughs> with the <laughs> instrumental break in Christmas rapping. <laughs> so you've got this jaunty... <laughs> while this woman's like spiralling off into the void. <laughs> oh, it was... Uh, I wish we'd kept that. A true um, classic. I, I might do that with some some song for the bit in Stranger Things. Strongly Slow-mo suggest, running yeah. to like... To like the... The sudden change in uh, living let living let die. It's um, it sent Kate Bush up the uh, iTunes charts, isn't it? And I, for one, am glad because because in the original listeners, there's a bit where someone's running to save their own life. To uh, isn't it running up that hill? Deal brackets deal with God. Close brackets by Kate Bush. You know the one. I don't like Kate Bush that hill. much. I respect her as a musician. I just don't particularly personally like her voice. I can kind of I, understand that. I had that tune stuck in my head and I ordered a delivery and the guy was coming down the hill on the bike and I was singing to myself, riding down that hill, bringing me my lunch. So <laughs> 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 uh, sad insight into my life. <laughs> if you could make a deal with God... It would be for a foot long chicken take <laughs> subway. <laughs> it turns out. A lot of good covers of Kate Bush songs. Mm, really yeah, good. She true. she she's generated some good covers as well. Also, Utah Saints did a banging remix of something good. 
um, back in the 90s, which was uh, a real rave gurner. <laughs> well. Uh, so unexpected uh, Kate Bush and gurning chat at the start of the podcast this week. Um, Two how great tastes that go well together. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, now Matthew, you're fine. Have you done have you done anything this week? Well, Catherine's away on a trip, and when Catherine's away, you know what that means. You order in every meal in East Love. So I have is? to Google how to use the microwave. Um, oh my because, god! <laughs> because the buttons on it are obscure. <laughs> oh, absolutely the same here. Mine has a setting <laughs> called Chaos Defrost, and I just fear to touch <laughs> that button. No. Yeah, no, chaos defrost, man. I don't want to tackle is that. that. Gonna... It says, actually says the word chaos on your microwave. Yeah, chaos <laughs> defrost. Does it open a portal into the world of Warcraft? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, actually um, <laughs> just summons corn, the god of slaughter, to the back of your microwave. If anyone knows what that means, please, presumably yours isn't the only one that has chaos written on it. Or maybe it is. It's, uh, you know. Chaos Defrost also sounds like it might be a really, like, half-arsed... Yeah, we're going like, to defrost, like, bits of it. Well, it sounds you might like get a skill salmonella, you might not. ...that your Ice Mage might have in a very yeah. uninspired RPG. Definitely. Yeah, there's not many situations where your Ice Mage would need to defrost something. Well, if they f***ed up a spell. Yeah, but that's what your Fire Mage is for. Well, that's true, actually. That's nature's chaos defrost, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no, I suppose that's climate change, but there we go. Oh, too real. Too real, mate. God, um, smashing manage... in the big ones. <laughs> did you manage to use your microwave in the end? No, it's got symbols that are beyond me. They're just they're just all shapes. There's no words on our microwave. It's all, it's, I don't know. Trying to decipher it. It's like playing that. What's that in-court game where everything's a hieroglyph? It's like that. Heaven's Vault. Yeah. Now, listen, this is just a long shot. Are you sure you're not using an ancient cuneiform tablet instead of a microwave? Oh, that might be it. Because, you know, the the ancient sigils and stuff. Yeah. uh, And the fact it won't cook food. Oh, yeah. That That explains a lot. Occam's Explain razor it, yeah. would suggest this is a Sumerian <laughs> receipt of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's know how you got on. The good thing about the internet, actually, is that any any equipment you have in your house, you can Google and some Scottish man will have made a video in like 2015 about how to how to operate your particular type of boiler. Oh, yeah. And then under that video on YouTube, there'll just be loads of like teenagers have found it and they're like oh this guy's got a really lush voice and then they're just all yeah. obsessing about his voice and not actually the content of the video that's what happens <laughs> you've you've accidentally become an asmr legend <laughs> but you just wanted to genuinely impart some information about how to use a microwave <laughs> youtube's got so much of that stuff <laughs> that would be a hell of a sequel to apex legends asmr legends <laughs> what would you if you did an asmr channel what would it it be? Because it wouldn't be like hairdresser or whatever. Would it be like ASMR, like eating a footlong sub? Oh, no one wants. Is surely eating noises aren't ASMR, are they? No, that's a different thing, isn't it's it? It's gooey. It just and be disgusting. like it's like wet smacking sounds, and it is when I eat. 
a- ASMR uh, reviewing a Nintendo game. Button presses. Yeah. 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 I, just, I, finished, I don't think I make any nice sounds, to be honest. Oh. I just, I just, I'm not. It's not really what I'm about. I would probably chat about fish unless it had to be like an activity. No, because fish be good. Like you know, you could pretend you know ASMR. You're buying fish from an an aquarium, and then you know you can be the. I imagine uh, sprinkling some flakes into a tank might have ASMR yeah. vibes. Yeah, or pretending the fish. listener is a fish. Ooh, yeah, ASMR, you're a fish. <laughs> and you just and you just bang on the mic to give them that <laughs> to give them that tank tapping experience. <laughs> you bloody brute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and how are you Nate uh, yeah I'm alright um, I was just actually I did mention to Alice for the call I'm in the final stages of finishing off a book and um, I made a cock up with my calendar and thought I had one more week than I actually do uh, to finish it so I'm sort of saying a lot at the moment to get that done <laughs> yeah it's admittedly not as useful as writing but ASMR, a writer is up against a deadline and it's just you typing and vaping and kind of gurning. <laughs> yeah, that's the life. If you want an, e- if you want an easy character name, Wolf Carlton. That's two oh, words yeah. you don't have to think about. Oh man, let's try and get Wolf Carlton to a book. <laughs> Honestly, seriously, like, don't tempt me, Bilbo. I, I will make him... Like a central part of Warhammer Forty Thousand, if you're not careful. <laughs> the reason I'm really looking forward to the next Game of Thrones book is because he auctioned off the uh, years ago. George R. R. Martin auctioned off uh, the ability to have your name in the next book to have a character named after yourself. And oh, the guy is. who won the auction is called Jonathan Greenblatt. And I just, I just want to see how it, how this character turns up because that is not a very Westeros name. No, it's not is really, it, is it? Green, like, Greenblatt is like a is it a it, was he a rich guy? I guess he must have been to like buy being in a Game of Thrones book. What a garbage charity or did he? Yeah, it was like a charity. It was yeah. You had to like. I don't know why I remember this. You had to like donate money to like a wolf sanctuary. <laughs> And everyone who donated money to a wolf sanctuary was entered into a raffle to have their name in a George R. R. Martin book because he's obsessed with wolves. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Like, that's his big charitable cause that he's behind. It's like, I don't know, like in saving them? Are they endangered? Arming them? I don't know. <laughs> a school for wolves. <laughs> wolf Academy. The spin-off. Uh, wolf Academy, the spin-off to... Uh... Well, I guess they have the big wolves, been? don't they? In in the books, they all have those dire wolves. Oh, yeah, they do. Don't they? So all, aren't they all dead by the end? Well, maybe that's what he's trying to get solve. He's trying to help the dire wolves. <laughs> anyway, bring back dire wolves. Welcome yeah. to Saint Greymane's Academy for the Wolf. Yeah. First up, <laughs> I am I am Meister Jonathan Greenblatt, <laughs> a wolf. <laughs> also a wolf. A woo. <laughs> a woo. Maybe that's where Wolf Carlton works. People are like, we waited 10 years for this. <laughs> Do you think he's ever going to finish it? Maybe he's just like hoping he'll die. 
and then they'll they won't be the season eight effect on his books. I'd love if the last words he wrote in it were Jonathan Gold, like he got to writing that and then he just like frozen on it, like he just t- he got so stuck trying Jonathan, to work out his name. Jonathan Greenblatt was a, and then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> he's been Greenblatted. Classic writer's curse. Anyway, I've got to think. I can't think of a segue. Do you wish Direwolves were real in in real life? There you go. Well, they were once. Well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this week we're gonna I, I wanted to talk about the best thing in a game that you'd want to exist in real life and it's the specific game iteration of the thing i said don't just say a sword because that's boring because and also swords do exist in real life but you could say for example uh the cardboard box from uh metal Gear solid because that cardboard box has you know, particular powers. Uh, oh, okay. Well, what have you? Well, I thought it might just be like concepts. You could do concepts. Okay. Yeah, I did. Honestly... I did as well, admittedly. Uh, that's fine. I honestly, I, I didn't maybe define this one clearly <laughs> enough. But we're quite a vibes-based co- podcast, anyway. You just said no swords. Yeah. So yeah, why? Why have you got axes? No, no, yeah, I don't know. I... Just list different maces now, just to, <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> yeah, to drive Alice mad. Go on then, Nate. Why don't you start us off? Well, the reason I'm called uh, Leonard P. Health Pack is because I was thinking about how health packs would just like immediately relieve the burden on the healthcare system because you could quite genuinely recover from traumatic, indeed mortal injuries just by scarfing down the contents Ooh. of a sort of a, you know, thorax-sized oblong. How do they work? Yeah, do you just kind of smash them on your chest? Or what happened? you know? Well, it depends on the game, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. you know, you get a fancy little animation of your character like ripping out a syringe and, like, ramming it into themselves and grunting. Mm. Um, Whereas sometimes, you know, in in more uh, abstracted iterations, there's just a sort of a gloom noise. Yeah. Or your blood goes back in you for some reason. The thing is, though, would it, like, A, it heals physical but not, you know, mental trauma. And then B, which do you think people would just become really cavalier and, you know, drive well, you, like you, maniacs? You, and... you, you still are aware that you have, like, a hundred health points away. Like, you can, only, you can only go so far before you hit death. Oh, that is... Uh, do you know what? That's yeah. a chilling uh, implication. The idea that if health packs were real... So would like discrete units of health be, <laughs> and you would be able to know at any point to what percentage degree alive you were. <laughs> would it fall slowly like, as you aged? Yeah, and like you, you know, like in some games where you, if you get like wounded, then you get sort of like a, a cap on your health bar. So maybe as you age, there's only so much health you can cover you oh, know. this is unbelievably dark let's leave <laughs> this one behind it's like that and, th- and then it would be it would be like um 
you know, like what's that f- film where like people people have time and they can sell time, and they get paid in time. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that the one with Justin Timberlake? In yeah. Because in Maybe, that world, yeah. like you're the oldest you get is like thirty, isn't it? And then, and and rich people just will live yeah. forever, you know. Yeah, it's especially that deal. I would definitely make sure because you don't want like if everyone was just invincible or immortal, <laughs> the world would be chaos. You'd have to like. Health packs would have to like lose their potency as you got older. I think. Mm. Well, and also some things like falls or you know rocket launchers will still insta kill you, so they're no use mm. in those circumstances. There'd also definitely be some way to like hold it because they'd still need to be produced. So there would be some sort of capitalistic nightmare system. And there'd be like health pack hoarding where like none none of the health packs got sent to you know India. Oh yeah, America like would find a way to be absolutely heartbreaking in the distribution <laughs> of the things. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Actually, I changed my mind. Keep <laughs> these things in computers. Yeah. There you I, go. I, the only thing that would be well, there's, I think there are some benefits to having them, but I would quite like it if when you picked up a health pack, you have to make like a line of dialogue, you have to say the same line of dialogue every time, like you do it, or make a sound effect, like, oh, I could use fixing up. <laughs> yeah. And like everyone has like a thing assigned to them that they say or do when they get health back, um, <laughs> like in games. What would yours, what would be yours? What what noise or, or sound effect or sound bite would you make? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh... I-, I would shout, a nice pint of jellied heels. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, like five times <laughs> after a while. Have you yeah. encountered my sense of humour? <laughs> I, like, I, I like the idea that like other people be in your house and they maybe hear you like bang yourself in a room and then there'd be a brief pause and then, then you hear the sound bite like as you caught your knee on a corner or something. <laughs> And then you'd hear it faintly through several floors. <laughs> yeah, it would like it would definitely make for a weird vibe if I had like a serious illness and was in hospital as well. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because you have to say it with that same level of energy, no matter what your state. <laughs> yeah, if I was like you know really close to death, and there's like you know a grieving family in the other end of the ward, and I'm trying to keep it down, nice pint of jelly tails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. sorry. Just using my health pack. <laughs> I think I'd because I because I have chronic illness, so I'd have to use health packs quite a lot. So oh, I'd yeah. want something quite like low key and uh, uh and just yeah, just want it like a noise like, or, or, or like just just going like oh that's better or whatever something like that. Mm. Just so quite neutral. So that wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool to play the entire chorus of Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi? Every single time. <laughs> Quite time time consuming though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hmm. And like if you were a soldier or whatever, that's not really tactically very secure. Like you'd have to pick your your line sort of with a view to what you might want to do. Oh, yeah. Because if you wanted to join the army and you were going to yell a nice pint of jellied heels every time. Yeah, but like bad medicine blasting as you stormed an enemy trench could like oh, turn yeah, the tide of a battle. It would make uh, war films going forwards 
awful. Like the the opening <laughs> of Saber Private Ryan would just be like a cacophony of, sort of like catchphrases and sound effects. <laughs> what would you have, Matthew? Uh, I always quite liked. I just steal one from a game in Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. Whenever he picked up a health pack, he'd go, "Hmm, medicinal herbs." <laughs> <laughs> Was that implying that Indiana Jones smoked weed? No, I don't. Why? Well, I think they it just said medicinal herbs. Because it would be cool if he did. Uh, that doesn't seem like Indiana Jones vibe. I think it does. I think he'd probably beat up drug dealers. Yeah, no, he's a bit he... of a square, isn't he? No, I he's... don't know. He, maybe he'd like, you know, drink like this tea is a, a local native, you know, distillation of something that will absolutely do you nut. Yeah, he'd be kidding <laughs> you know? himself that he wasn't completely hooked on coke because he'd be having it in the form of like, you know, some bizarre paste from the Andes. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh no, it's full of um, full of vitamins. <laughs> uh, well, Matthew, what concept have you decided you'd like? Um, I was thinking about like inventory systems, and there's okay. two things. There's two things I quite like. One is uh, like a sort function, like the ability to just automatically have something arrange itself. I would like as a concept in the oh, real world. That would be great. Like, when I've got my it? when I've got my man bag and it's full of various items, and I'm like trying to find my passport, I'd love to be able to just instantly like shrimp, and then all of a sudden, like everything is where it should be. I don't have to find it, and it, you know, so I'd, I'd like that. But then I I thought, well, you know, it could get more specific. Like I really like the inventory grids in like Resident Evil Four, for example. So maybe if like all storage worked on a really fixed grid system, which was just very, you know, yeah. it'd be very neat. You know, if every food cupboard was like a big Tetris puzzle of slotting stuff in, I know it kind of is. It sort of is, yeah. yeah. But well, I know a, an mean, even yeah. simpler sort of version of that. I'd love it if everything in my life was organized on a grid, and I could press a button, and it would just all kind of. That would be get, really good, wouldn't get it? To like alphabetical order or like, you know, when I've... I tell you it would be really good. You know, um, who's that Who's that lady who tells you to throw away all your stuff in your house? Um, oh, and it sparks joy. Um, yeah. Marie Kondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, would, it would be really useful for that. If you could arrange, like, everything in your house by, like, when I last used it, I think you'd be able to have, like, a genuine... Oh, I actually haven't used that in ten years. Like, I don't need that. You know, there's so much stuff in your house that you that kind of slips by because you, you know, because you don't have this sort of function. <laughs> well, that's like it. when when my hard drive starts to get full, I look at what I've got installed on Steam and I sort it by when did you last play, and just like uninstall anything I haven't played in a year. Mm. That's quite good. It's a good way it's, to live your life. It's a really foolproof system, actually, because you know you can always put it back in if you're hankering for a spankering. But like otherwise, <laughs> you haven't got stuff clogging up your hard drive because you think you might fancy it one morning. Mm. See, this well, is a good feature. But it, I mean, the the implications for like the background of Zoom calls or talking heads on the BBC, though, because you cut you'd you wouldn't be as easily able to like put books directly behind you that make you look smart. Well, you wouldn't have, you don't have to throw stuff away and you don't have to use the sort function. I just want to have the the option there. 
No, that is good. That would I think be very that would good. Be genuinely, like very, very useful. It'll make laundry okay. so much quicker to use. Uh, do. Yes, actually, yeah. Mm. And clothes storage is the bane of my life because they don't st- like you can stack things like books, but you can't stack socks as easily. <laughs> See, yeah, basically, unless you waste loads of time. Like, clothes storage is always basically going to be a series of jumbled piles, whether that's in boxes or drawers or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We, we, no, uh, agreed. Our freezer has, like, some really cursed objects that have been in there for so long that I think, if you freeze food for too long, does it eventually kind of, like, go wrong? You can get um, freezer burn on meat and that. Yeah, like permafrosty almost. Yeah. Because um, it basically freeze-dries really slowly and the water sort of sublimes out of it and you just end up with like ghost meat see i swear that we once had a a potato waffle that was in the freezer for so long that when i ate it it just tasted of like insane chemicals it didn't taste anything like a potato waffle Catherine thought i was just making a fuss (laughs) (laughs) but i I swear that's a thing (laughs) i've mentioned before that my brother who um He's not so much into them anymore, but he used to be really into fish as well. And uh, one of his favourite... Potato waffles. Yeah, into waffles as well. He had a little tank full of waffles next to his tank full of fish. Mm. um, uh, And one of his fish died. It was like a beta tetra or something. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it was one of his favourites. A beta or a tetra? I don't know. One of them. The ones that sort of look like a triangle. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on, yeah. Something like that. And and he liked it and he wanted to give it a proper send-off. Um, and for him, that meant he wanted to um, put it on a small boat like a Viking and send it into the river and somehow set fire to it. Um, but at the time, he did not have the skills to carve a small boat or fire a flaming arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Long story short, my mother has had a dead fish in her freezer for about 10 years now. You ready Um, for a little bit of serial killer energy as an aperitif to that? Yeah. Uh, So, you remember my crayfish, Grimes, that died? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, Yeah, she's in the freezer. Uh, I'm I'm going to... uh, basically dissect her so I can use the shell uh, as the chassis for a goblin car. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, like that video I sent you where this guy turned a lobster into like a... a yes! Like, yes. I'm horrified kind of... to say that gave me the idea. Yes, I'm very excited. <sighs> I sent god. Nate a video of a guy who, who uh, cooked a lobster and then cleaned out the shell and then used the shell to turn it into like a big kind of tank attacking an island so honestly really cool build that was <laughs> really cool i'll see if i could find the video and put it in the show notes but um oh well that's good i i don't know what's happening with the fish because my brother is now joined the army and i don't think they do like crafts or archery so well, unless he's joined the medieval army they're really into archery i'd have been way more enthusiastic if he had but um I, but he's not allowed mum to throw the fish out for a very long time. Um, what did you so. say? You you would be happy if your, you know, like brother was sent off with like a rusty hook on the end of a pole to 
join the siege of Jerusalem or something. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't no a laugh, Alice. I, 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 let me tell you, I played some Age of Empires 2 and those boys don't have a good time. <laughs> no, I suppose, I imagine like if someone joined a medieval army now, they're basically just LARPers. Oh yeah, that would be quite... You know. Anyway. Um, the siege so let me is a lot more fun then. if everyone's shouting things when they get health back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Sharp, sharp. Verily, um, I'm healed. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so um, let me pivot then, because I had some items, but I can very well, easily okay. yeah. do concepts. Um, so one that I think would be really good to have in real life is the uh, puzzle game concept of like making something by smashing two things together. <laughs> and a lot of the time, you're not even sure what you're going to get. You know, like... Do you mean like these... crafting? Yeah, but like the specific kind of crafting where... Because like in sort of survival games or whatever, it sort of makes a bit of sense where, you know, if you put like, you know, a chicken, a bit of meat and a fire together, you get cooked meat, that kind of stuff. That's yeah, kind I mean, of how that, life that works. That is a real world concept. That's cooking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like... But like in puzzle games, there's an element of kind of danger because you like, it's like use bottle with, uh, with you know, I don't know wool, and then it will be like you've created a rudimentary doll or something, you know, like. Oh, I. Do you know what I mean? Do you mean, do you mean like the instant transformation of two objects together? Yeah, the instant transformation of two objects together and into something that bears. Only passing oh, kind of relation to the the either of the two objects that but you started do, with. Do, do you want this because you want to make crafting easier, or you just want to see what happens if you stick random stuff together? Uh, the latter, I think. Mm. Do you know? Yeah. I, I think would, that would I would fun. do a lot more DIY if life was just like a point and clip. Um, like, like wood sheet. and nails equals shelf. Yeah. Well, unless you're playing Monkey Island, which equals zany bacon. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. I would, I would, I would like to be able to like smash two things together, and then they instantly become zany bacon, and you weren't expecting <laughs> zany bacon. Oh, I'm thinking more just like I'd like to be able to like click fix um the curtain rail that Catherine's been telling me off about and then it just fixes <laughs> and I don't have to like do it. <laughs> I hate to say it, but there was a bit of child's energy leaking out there, mate. <laughs> I tend to go full Charles when Catherine's away. I she's just got saw like she's like she's got this, this, <laughs> she's got this like dampening Charles force <laughs> that stops I me re- from being like it. I replied to one of your tweets once with just a picture of Adrian Charles's Guardian column header, and then I realised afterwards that it probably just looked to people that don't know either of us like I was bullying you. Mm, mm. Which is another way of saying you realised you were bullying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was very child, though. It was something about like going on holiday and it being too hot or something. Well, it does tend to be. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, more likely than not, it is going to be too hot. I hereby withdraw my defence. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'm just saying. Someone had to say it. I'm glad someone did, yeah. But no, I, like, I... The, the instant, like, craft... The instant element, I think, is good. 
but that's all crafting. I want to specifically add the bit from like mm. um, adventure puzzle, like point and click adventure games, where the two things combine into something zany bacon, you know, like mm. quite random. A lot of people in manufacturing would instantly lose their jobs. <laughs> but no, they wouldn't because you'd have to retrain to know how to combine what things to combine. Oh, okay. It would still be an expertise, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. That might actually, like... Well, oh, some very interesting economic implications. Mm. Like, you'd, you wouldn't be able to just make fishing rods anymore the way you do out of, like, carbon and nylon and whatever. A fishing rod would be made out of combining, like, a bent coat hanger and, you know, the unwound thread of a jumper, that kind of thing. Oh, hang on. Are we saying then that now you can't create things in the normal way anymore? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's, oh, that's a bit extreme. That's chaos, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would, that's chaos defrost, mate. That would make my <laughs> hobby absolutely Garfield. Because rather than like spending dozens of hours like lovingly filing down little bits of plastic i'd just be like walloping a bin bag full of leaks into another one full of wrenches and getting like painted warhammer miniatures out and that'd be yeah completely unfulfilling oh it would be like the warhammer miniatures would be made by like like starting with like a bit of pipe and then using a a Hat, a hat pin as a rudimentary chisel, I guess. Yeah, but like you, know. you wouldn't, you wouldn't get any of the. I wouldn't have anything to do with my hands. Well, you can still mm. paint stuff. Yeah, but I, I don't actually enjoy the painting. I just like making oh. goblin cars. Well, the painting's all right, but it's no goblin cars. Are you like gluing the models together? I see. Well, yeah, because I don't, I don't make the models. I just sort of mix up all the bits and, and make weird stuff, don't I? So that. Oh, would... the kit, kit bashing. <laughs> Maybe you could be part of like a sort of underground revolutionaries who are like doing things the old way in this brave new world. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Zaney Bacon. I'd like uh, another mechanic I'd like in real life is the mechanic from Tetris, where if you put things in a line, they vanish. That's um, going to cause havoc when combined with your inventory, though. Well, it would also well, make family photos really bleak. <laughs> Well, I think the pluses would outweigh the minuses because, like, you know, our, like, rubbish situation <laughs> would be much easier. You just put similar products next to each other and they'd just vanish. So you'd get rid of a lot of, like, landfill. Recycling would be much easier. Well, it wouldn't be recycling. You wouldn't be able to, like... It would be vanishing. How would you... How would you stock a supermarket, though? <laughs> well, that's the thing. You just have to get, like, creative with it. Mate, like... Like, a every shop you would become... <laughs> Every shop will become a TK Maxx, just, just like instead of like uh, a shop where <laughs> yeah. like all your tins of beans were, it would just be like a swimming pool full of food. Yeah, but also if there are five dirty dinner plates and you don't want to wash them up, you just put them in a stack and bada, no more dinner plates. Yeah, okay, but then so... you have to buy more plates. Oh, what? Well, that's yeah, that's fine. I can so imagine that... Mr. Moneybags, Mr. Infinite Plates. That's, I'm, Matthew, I'm furious with you. This is so irresponsible. Like, this just smashes the laws of thermodynamics. 
because matter would just be like vanishing from the universe at a horrifying rate. Like the whole galaxy is rotating, Matthew. Stars are changing position relative to each other. Like if two, if three lined up, they'd just <laughs> vanish. Like <sighs> yeah, you get right. one of those situations where three planets are in the same part of their orbit. That's it. No more Earth. How how identical do the things uh, uh, have to I, be? I, I, want the, I, too, I want it to be like identical enough that like it would basically kill the meme industry because if people start using the same memes on Twitter, I don't want it. Like... Oh, hang on, is this just you going to great lengths to protect your block OIP? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got nothing to do with it. But like, if you if you if there were like five tweets in a row with the same bad hashtag, those tweets would just vanish. <laughs> Or like that maddening one of like a dog using a computer saying like another lovely day on the internet dot 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 oh. Yeah, or, or <laughs> any any meme, uh, basically. I just don't want to see it. It would basically okay. encourage everyone would have to be a true original or you'd risk the threat of being vanished. So, uh, but like in a car park, if two Range Rovers of the same... Well, it's not two. It's like, not, we'd have to set the number at like five or six, I think. Okay, five or more. Okay, I mean five right. of the same Range Rover. That'd be unlikely, but it would be a fun. Like I don't know, it's just a little bit extra spice, isn't it? Would they have to be the same color? Yeah, probably. Okay, it would be this difficult sort of if makes... you worked in a shop with like a uniform, like would the McDonald's you, cashiers. All... They'd be screwed. Yeah, would all would all <laughs> the cashiers disappear or just their uniforms? I mean, <laughs> let's let's try and see. Imagine overlaying this on Alice's example. So, like, you could have chain reactions where, if like loads of things are like st- like on a container ship, say, if they load up three containers accidentally, all containing like novelty pig telephones, they would vanish. The ones above them would crash oh, yeah. down into the ones below, yeah. mixing the content. Yeah, which well, would be th- like bicycles and beach balls, which would combine to form incredible hulks. <laughs> you know, it, like I mean, hmm. as it's doing that, I also want the world in this new world would also have like a combo meter. So as those chain combos are going up, like the world is getting like more and more hectic, like a good video game should. So like the music yeah. gets better. There are more like particle effects spraying out of everything. <laughs> And that was when Matthew heard boss music and realised he had anchored God too much. <laughs> Everyone's like, why are we moving faster? And it's like, oh, someone must have set up a container ship wrong, set up a chain reaction, and now we're in, like, fever mode for a minute. I just... I, I just can't, like... I can't get over, like... Like, if you went to a bookshop, they wouldn't be able to have multiples of the you know they wouldn't be able to have the tables of like you know richard osmond's new bestseller oh no what great loss that would be (laughs) all right but you know what i mean (laughs) like there would only be one okay they wouldn't have the tables of like nate's new book like if you went to buy the nate's new like book three in the i I don't make the rules all right i just say we just have to learn to live in this world right yeah well within like a month like it would just be Mad Max, but all of the death fortresses would be really anxious places where everyone's making sure nothing ever lines up. 
<laughs> there'd be gangs called like the Asymmetry Boys. Yeah, like like th- th- it would be like absolute. There's no way this could coexist with your like press press button to sort, and everything is stored in grids. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, who knows? Well, you know, let's just see. Let's see what's horrible, Matthew. It's horrible. The two, the two things you've suggested so far are, are such opposite poles. Inside Matthew, there are two Wolf Carltons. Like, <laughs> I would rather the Tetris thing. I think the Tetris thing would just keep everyone on their toes. <laughs> you know, oh, that would be good. But we all have five toes, Matthew. Our toes would disappear. <laughs> Yeah, but they're not all equal sized. Well, they shouldn't be. No, that's true. Yeah, okay. Oh, eugenics. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's this so new world has got something us. for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm just really stuck on the idea of like trying to go and do my shopping and asking like someone in Tesco or um Where's the vegetable soup? And they have to go, dunno. We had some tins of it. Everything would have to be delivered like (laughs) one thing of each, or like, I guess, max four of each item in in a box. Uh, Plus, though, it would stop people from, um, uh, what's the word when they they, they grab everything before before the pandemic? Stockpiling. It might ruin Bezos. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, you'd only be able to have like four rolls of toilet paper at yes. a time. Or you'd have to spread them out around your house. <laughs> Wait, would this solve inequality? Yeah, probably. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's what I was getting at. No, because cause, like no, it would make it worse because Jeff Jeff <laughs> Bezos would, would just be able to have like Je- only rich people would be able to afford a big enough house that none of their things touched. I reckon he should make a breakfast cereal called Bees O's. Mm. What, honey-flavoured loops? No, nothing to do with bees. Oh, forget cereal in my new world. Yeah! Oh, my God! <laughs> Does cereal truly line up, though? Cheerios do. They're the same sort of size and shape. You wouldn't be able to have pasta. Box of nothing. Every, every pasta dish would just have to be four, like, really big bits of fusilli. <laughs> Pasta steaks. Oh okay. my god! All right, it's maybe a bad <clears throat> idea. Uh, Soleros in boxes of four. I think that's what they mean anyway. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's correct. Absolute madness. We're going to have to make it reality now. <laughs> what about you, Nate? Have you got another one? Uh. Sorry, my head's just been completely ransacked by the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, I do. I did have another one, which I mean, I, there's no way to follow Matthew's absolute insanity, but um, I really like um, not magic, but like, do you know, spells and games that are really kind of mundane. Like, there's oh a, yeah, one of my favorite uh, games, one of the first games I ever played, and it's one of the reasons I love point-and-click adventure games because it was formative for me it's called uh, Legends of Carandia book two The Hand of Fate and uh, in it you play this this sorceress, this witch and she loses all her stuff and she gradually gets her spells back and one of her spells is just to make a really nice sandwich <laughs> and it is like instrumental to you know a puzzle but like 
And arguably it's more effort to like gather the ingredients to make the sandwich spell than it is to just make a sandwich. But I just love that. I love the idea that you could just like make us like you drop these ingredients in a potion and then a really nice, perfect sandwich comes out. Well, yeah, because it's, it's like I was saying about the goblin car. Sometimes it's about the journey, isn't it? And, you know, if the journey you liked was making a potion more than making a sandwich, that I could imagine that'd be really fulfilling as well. Yeah, like mm. you put in like, I think you put in like mustard, milk and wheat and something and and then just like a really nice like a beautiful perfect sandwich have just you tried saying in your inventory wheat like a very posh man wheat. wheat wheat i love it i just can't get enough of that wheat my favorite posh person noise is when they rhyme house with mice heiss heiss i like it when they say ears instead of yes yes is is but i would like that i would like basically like domestic petty domestic spells to be real mm. i think that would be good it's quite a reasonable request and it would save time because i guess like in order for me to be able to make a sandwich i need someone to produce a loaf of bread whereas if the spell thing was real i would just need them to produce a sack of you know grain flour so it would cut down on the processing time you know hmm. I quite what about like if water worked like it did in minecraft that would be fun well like go goes backwards in that or what like well yeah and you could just like deposit one cube of it in your bath and it would be filled oh. that would be quite good actually yeah yeah it would be good cube. and like the if netherlands it... would be fine in fact we'd be able to solve rising sea levels like just by just walking move it about down to the sea and just like smashing it with buckets <laughs> moving a, you made a big machine with like a load of buckets like on ropes on like a spinning wheel like a fairground ride and like mounted that on a JCB and drove towards the sea you could just like evaporate great big chunks of it and it wouldn't destroy the water it'd just be put in buckets uh you know, which are small enough to carry by the thousand on a human body. Yeah, yeah I was going to say because our, isn't our system like a sort of closed loop in terms of water? So we wouldn't want to remove the all the water from the system. No, you can just move it very easily. Yeah, um, that'd be good. Also, uh, eggs stack in this world. Uh, oh dear, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't would be, be good great. for the old Tetris rules. Oh, well, no, because they're, they're super-positioned in the same instance of space. Oh, right. In numbers of up to 64. <laughs> right. So you could just casually hold 64 eggs in your fist. No, it's 16 eggs. I do apologise, Minecraft. It's cubic metres of dirt that super-position <laughs> uh, in stacks of 64. Much more reasonable. Well, there you go. I, I do like that we're discussing this as if all the things that we're bringing to the table are going to be operating at the same time. They are. It's going to be hell. Hell on earth. Hell world. And oh, the worst man. thing is, this because of the health packs, we'll all live for so long in the hell world. <laughs> <laughs> Life will just be such a long chore. <laughs> 
It's true. I actually, yeah, I sealed our fates with the first seemingly benign <laughs> suggestion. You'd just be I... longing for death, but instead you'd just be screeching that having a pint of jellied heels. I can't As a go over just collapses down the street and like, frenzy mode engages. The absolute, <laughs> the absolute chaos of like, would we even? We wouldn't be able to have bricks. We wouldn't have brick houses. Yeah. Everything would have to be wattle and daub. Yep. Or oh like my sort God. of Warcraft orc buildings where everything's made of like elephant tusks <laughs> and leather. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good that my crafting thing would kind of eliminate much of the factory process. Because we wouldn't be able to have factories because factories are just rows of stuff. Mm. Oh it's man, tough. inside the factory, inside the factory with Greg. Greg Wallace in in this world would be a very different show. <laughs> what what is this program? I can't believe you've never watched it. No, it's... no, tell me of it. You know the man from MasterChef, the big chomping Australian man. No, his friend, the shouty greengrocer. Okay, yeah, the bald one who loves a buttery biscuit base. Yes, yeah. So he does a program where he goes to a factory that makes some kind of food stuff oh, that we are used to. Like cereal or crisps or mayonnaise or like, you know, tomato sauce. Just something that is made, some food stuff that is made in an automated process. And then he goes around the whole thing and he just, and he's like, the day the factory starts at 2am when six billion barrels of potatoes are delivered. And then just goes around the whole thing wearing a little hair net, even though he doesn't have hair. And that like... You're telling me that my biscuits have travelled six miles already, and the guy's like, "Yes, Greg, they have." And then, like, he loves it. It's amazing. The best thing about that was your sound cut out for me right as you began to explain the premise and just cut back in at six billion buckets of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoyed that. It's basically the show, yeah. And, and he he's like, so this machine can tell when the crisps have had enough salt on them. And the guy's like, yes, Greg, they can. And then Greg like gets so happy that he orbits the earth. He's when the crisps have had enough. Full stop. We're <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> it's great. You'd love it. Anyway, we've we've run on talking about our hell world. So we should do quite a quick cavern of lies. I've got a quick cavern for you. There you go. Do me a sting, lads. The cavern of back of the heels lies. <laughs> Very good. Hello. Um, welcome to the cavern. Hello. Hello. What is it this week? Well, so this week's episode has been about things and games that we'd like in real life. Uh, this this week's cavern is about things in real life that appeared in games, or did they? Um, it's oh, about product no. placement. Oh, devilish. Yes. So I've got five things. Um, there's not really a narrative scenario. Two of them are fake. If you don't get them, um, I don't know, I pour acid on you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can we have a narrative structure, please? Um, like we've been really well building in this episode, and it just feels such a letdown now. Well, this is... This is uh, I'm, this is like uh, this is like a respite from the chaos of the outside world. So that's why I don't want it to be too overcomplicated. 
This okay, is a respite better. from the chaos of the outside world, and also there's acid. <laughs> yeah, there's all. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, it's all right. Then. Continue. Checks right. out. So number one, number one is actually an entire game um, based on a product. Um, this was Captain Rick versus the Squishies, uh, which was on the BBC Micro and the Spectrum. It's a promotional game from 1984 tied into the serial Ricicles. Uh, You play as their mascot, Captain Rick, in a clone of Pac-Man, where you are racing to chomp Ricicles before they turn too soft in the milk, which is, of course, a process encouraged by his enemies, the Squishies. Apparently, this was a promotional thing. I don't remember this, but anyway. Um, it It was on what? It was on the BBC Micro and the Spectrum. So it's like a game okay. you could get, but you could collect tokens on the serial packet, send them off, and get this weird-ass game about Captain Rick. There were several of these. Weetabix also had one, which was like a Space Invaders thing. Have you got a year for this? 1984. Why would the BBC Micro have a game with an American-branded serial on it? Because it was They weren't UK popular in the UK. It's the UK promotional thing. Mm, okay, continue. Ricicles are, are you, they're in the UK. They are available in the UK. UK. Anyway, next up um, is Alan Wake, which of course everyone remembers the Energizer batteries, uh, but was also sponsored by, I think it's pronounced Verizon, the mobile network. Um, there's billboards for Verizon in the game, and there's also a point where an, a, like an advert for Verizon plays on one of the TVs in the, in, in the game. And there was a little bit of people kind of kicked off about this at the time because there's actually an achievement for very specifically watching the TV where the Verizon advert plays during quite a hectic scene. So you're in, I think it's like a doctor, not doctor surgery, like a kind of Alpine Lodge type thing. And... Um, all this darkness is invading, but if for some uh-huh. reason you stop to stand still and watch an advert for a mobile phone network, you got an achievement, and people sort of said, well, this is busting us out of the world a bit. Does the achievement lambast you for being a complete dweeb? Well, the, the achievement's called Boob Tube. <laughs> I don't know if that's judging you for watching this advert, but it, the difficult thing with this is in the remastered versions and the versions they've released since... Uh, they've obviously removed all the branding, but this was in the original. Oh, okay. How convenient. Or <laughs> it's logic. Uh, next up, Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO, uh, had a team-up with KFC for the World's Align promo. Uh, this was added for a limited time with the Heaven Sword expansion. Apparently in the game in Old Gridania, you could visit a restaurant uh, that wasn't marked as a KFC, but the owner was the colonel, and it sold a range of KFC items. What was special about this particular crossover is that it actually flipped into the real world. At KFC, you could go to real your KFCs in Japan, and you could eat food based on Final Fantasy XIV dishes, um, like cockatrice meatballs, happiness juice, and whatever the f*** the philosopher's sandwich is. <laughs> <laughs> So KFC in the uh, game, Final Fantasy food in real life. Interesting. That's a tough one because they have so many titans. Uh, that feels okay. real. Uh, Next up, we have Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, uh, which had product placement for Airwaves gum. Um, yeah. <laughs> the game is played with product placement for like Axe, Deodorant, and Nokia, 
Um, but the best product placement is definitely this gun, which of course you know is the menthol and eucalyptus gun, which you uh, which helps clear nasal congestion. Uh, in several scenes, Sam Fisher whips out a packet of this and very slowly puts it in his mouth and starts to chew on Airwaves gum. Um, there's also a scene in the game where there's a huge blackout and all this the entire city, all the lights turn off and the only source of light is a blimp, is the Airwaves blimp floating above the city. So it's like quite a brazen bit of product placement. I found it weird that you sort of went a bit hashtag spawn in that one, where you explained in a really, like, positive way what Airwaves did. <laughs> well, I just thought, you know, bit of colour, isn't it? It's not for or against you. I'm just making the observation for okay. now. Finally, it's your favourite and a, a trusted go-to for Cavern of Lives, uh, the Yakuza series. Mm. has a uh, real-life steak chain called Ikenari Steak in it. Uh, you can find that in Camarocho in Judgment, which you'll have to, I have to apologise, wasn't on PC, but I'm talking about it here anyway. Um, the game actually goes one step further, and not only can you visit the restaurant, but when you go there, uh, the real-life CEO of Ikenari Steak, uh, Kunio Ichinose, um, appears outside the restaurant. You can befriend him and then earn his loyalty uh, by offering him management advice. Um, it's a really shameless bit of product placement, this because all the guy does is talk about like how succulent their steak is and your character's like, yes, it sounds like you run this business really well. You're clearly a very talented CEO and things like that. Um, it's really, really self-serving, but uh, I like that this sort of ageing uh, steak CEO does appear in the game. So those are right, your five. Okay. You got a Captain Rick game for the BBC Micro. You got Verizon stuff in Alan Wake. You got a KFC crossover in Final Fantasy XIV. Airwaves gum being chewed in Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, and the CEO and indeed a steak his steak restaurant appearing in the Yakuza series. Ah, uh, this is tough. Yeah, it's a bleak one. This. Did you say this? There's, there's one or two there's, fakes. There's there. two fakes. Hmm. Okay, I think. I think they. Oh, this is tough. Okay. Don't like it. I think um, maybe. I think maybe the Alan Wake one is. Oh. Kind of rings a bell with me, to be honest. Mm. But I've never played Alan Wake, so. Ah, mm. uh, this is tough. Is he the this only action hero called Alan? Maybe. Alan Shearer? To... No, he was I a guess, footballer. In a sense, he's an action hero. Um, I, I kicked. The Final Fantasy KFC one feels real, but uh, apart from, like, they'd have to make stuff to to sell in KFC, and I don't know. Ah, oh, mm. Philosopher's Sandwich was, like, no offence, Matthew, that was too good to be made up. That's very funny. See, now that, now that you've said that, if it turns out to be made up, he's going to be... It'll just be a compliment to Matthew. Be real puffed up, won't he? Um, okay, okay. Uh, I think the Alan Wake one is fake. And I think... Are we not putting the good captain under any scrutiny here? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because you do... I, I... I think... Did they get rid of ricicles in 
because they're too sugary or no they weren't sugary i don't think were they they, they, they were icicles basically... were a bit like frosties but for rice krispies yeah oh you're right actually yeah so they are quite sugary actually yeah this is 1984 when we didn't care about teeth but with the bb the bbc micro surely wouldn't be able to do because the bbc so it couldn't do an ad So ricicles must be fake. No, it's real. But you know, you can God say it's homes. fake if you want, but I'm telling you it's real. Nah, you just like literally it did the old Robert Downey Jr. freeze fame on your face there, Alice. I think that's gold. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think ricicles is fake. Uh get it, boss. But then and then I, I kind need, of feel well, like you've just got to pick one and stand under an acid tank. Oh, I'm going right. for icicles then. And do you know what? Like, I think you're acting a, you know, a bit of a cock of the walk with your yakuza stuff. You've lulled us into a false sense of wearily accepting that anything goes in yakuza. <laughs> but I, I, I call bullshit. Well, Alice, she stands under her acid tank or whatever the device is. She pulls the handle. <laughs> And no acid falls on her because Captain Rick didn't ever exist. Yes. Congrats, Nate. I nearly yeah. just at the last second though, and I was like, the BBC. I mean, uh, I just took a Weetabix game which did exist and was on the BBC Micro and rebranded oh, okay. it with ricicles. So. <laughs> oh, so my logic oh, that, was faulty. Satanic but... tactic. <laughs> uh, what? I made Alice... a whole different game. It's an Alice special. That is. Anyway, uh, but you saw through it. Um, well, I didn't really. My logic was actually, yeah. was, it turned out completely faulty. But I'm going to uh, die out there. <laughs> Nate stands on the, he pulls, he pulls the handle and a load of acid falls on him because you can't. Because it can already state, <laughs> state was real and the CEO did appear in that game. The other fake was Final Fantasy XIV's KFC crossover. That was my safe bet. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. Lads, I really need a break in the cavern. I've been, I've just been hitting rock bottom these last few weeks. Like, can can one of you just give me a pity win next week? All right. <laughs> All right well, quick, let's scarper out of this this acid tank. Facility, I don't know what it is. Step over uh, the bubbling remains of Nate. Let's very quickly do some recommendations for the listener, because every week before we leave, we recommend something that is not a video game. Matthew, what are you going to recommend this uh, week? Last night, because I had nothing to do, I decided to watch a bizarre horror film called Freaky with Vince Vaughn. It's a body swap comedy where he's like a serial killer and he swaps souls with like a, a cheerleader, or not cheerleader, just a high school girl he tries to kill. So the serial killer is now in the body of the high school girl, and Vince Vaughn is possessed by the, the high school girl. So a bit like Jack Black doing the Jumanji kind of high school. Oh, right, okay, thing. Yeah. Um, it sounds really naff, but actually, like I thought it was kind. Of, I thought it was pretty funny, and I liked how broad a serial. Like he was just the vaguest freaking serial killer character like when she wakes up in his body he's literally living in a factory with like like uh, arms all over the place and like mannequins and like a head <laughs> in a toilet and you're like 
like no one cared about this serial killer character and I kind of loved it <laughs> like how 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 the sort of shoddy and vague it all was so yeah. it's almost treating it like it's a normal job <laughs> yeah it's just like oh yeah this is what a serial killer is like he really is just killing people for the sake of killing he's just a maniac who like chops people up and I kind of I don't know I thought that made the concept kind of work a, a bit um yeah I thought it was solid so freaky <laughs> lovely thank Great. you uh I'm going to recommend uh, season four of Strange Things. I watched uh, the first seven episodes because it's going up in two parts. It is uh, kind of bloated. It's quite silly. It's not even bothering to disguise the references to, uh, you know, 80s pop culture things. Um, But uh, it's very fun and I'm enjoying it a lot. And uh, it's got some nice nice bits and bobs in there. Um, So, yeah, if you've got Netflix... Give give it a, give it a go because I I went into it going oh I cannot be bothered because uh, each episode is like an hour long as well but um, I've actually really enjoyed it so far. Nate, what are you recommending this week? Crikeroonies, folks! I've been watching that prehistoric planet, the Attenborough narrated uh, modern day successor to Walking with Dinosaurs, and it is the best animation. Uh, like CGI I have ever seen in my life. Uh, it's it's stunning. If that had existed when I was nine, I would have eaten my own head with a knife and fork out of sheer ecstasy, and I wouldn't be alive <laughs> now. It, it, it's if you've ever had even a passing interest in dinosaurs, um, it's bloody wonderful, and like. It, it it's not full of like lies either. It's it's the science in it is pretty solid. A little bit of speculation, but nothing untoward. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. It's really just, um, you know, at the end of Ratatouille, yeah, where the the, the miserable food cricket cricket critic <laughs> has a little bit of little bit of vegetables and he just does a big beam because yeah. like for a moment he's a child again that was it for me i'm well, the food man the rat has served me my dinner it's a dinosaur documentary on apple tv there you go uh well that sounds great uh thank you very much listener for joining us uh for episode 189 of the uh, electronic wireless show Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. You can find Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Rock Paper Shotgun. You can email us podcast at rockpapershotgun.com with ideas for themes, questions, suggestions, feedback, backstory for Wolf Carlton. You can buy some merch. The link's in the show notes. And you can join the Discord. The link is in the show notes as well, where people chat about loads of different stuff actually all the time uh, as well as like join up to play games and stuff together it's, it's grand old time um and uh, of course for all your pc gaming needs don't forget to go to www.rockpapershotgun.com uh, but for now it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from leonard health pack and it's goodbye from wolf carlton goodbye bye, bye.
Thank you.